بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله اما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في القران المجيد والفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والفجر وليال عشر والشفع والوتر وقال تعالى الم تر كيف فعل ربك بعاد يرم ذات العماد التي لم يخلق لم يخلق مثلها في البلاد وقال تعالى فلما بلغ معه السعي قال يا بني اني ارى في المنام اني اذبحك فانظر ماذا ترى قال قال يا ابت افعل ما تؤمر ستجدني ان شاء الله من الصابرين فلما اسلم وتله للجبين ونادينا يا ابراهيم قد صدقت رؤيا وقال تعالى ان ابراهيم كان امه قانيه لله حنيفا ولم يكن من المشركين وقد قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من وجد ساعه لاي ضحيه فلم يضحي فلا يحضر مصلانا وقد سئل رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما هذه الاضاحي يا رسول الله فقال عليه الصلاه والسلام سنه سنه ابيكم ابراهيم عليه الصلاه والسلام او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام ريسبكتد علماء الدرس ان برزن اسلام السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته وي اكسبريس اور ثانكس اند شكر تو الله سبحانه وتعالى فور ذا ميني وندرفل بليسد نعمات اند فيفرز ذي هاز جيفن اس هي كونتينيوس تو جيف اس اند بليس اس وذ the food that we eat the water that we drink the shelter above our heads the means of transportation that we utilize the health that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the wealth that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all these are favors and ni'mat from his side for which we need to continue thanking him the greatest the most precious and the most valuable of all these favors allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us iman allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us believers in the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and together with that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us the honor of being from the ummah of his beloved rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam we find respected friends and elders allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gave us and granted us and continues to give us everything all the favors that we enjoy allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us and grants us so many favors many of which we do not even recognize we do not even know and it only it is only after a person pondering and thinking over certain matters and certain things a person a person realize realizes sometimes some of the favors that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants him and gives him we find that sometimes when a person comes last in something when a person does something last then actually it is an advantage for that person we find if you get a, a child that is last born so this child of course will have to go to school he have to go to madrasa he will perhaps get married last he will perhaps do certain or undertake or experience certain important events or, or or things in his life last but the advantage that he has is that all his siblings have experienced those things before him and his siblings are there to advise him and to tell him where they went wrong and what what to do and what not to do so for him actually being the last child it is actually an advantage for him because it makes things easier for him and he can ask his elder siblings for advice he can go to them for advice he can ask them you know what what should i do here what should i do there should i go about doing things this way or that way and his siblings of course will in will advise him from the wealth of the experience that they had 
whether it is as far as school is concerned, as far as studies is concerned, as far as their marriages are concerned, or as far as their undertaking, whether it is the journey of Hajj, etc. is concerned. But if a person has to come last, or a person has to be the one to experience something last, then we find that that can be also a very great advantage for him. In the same way, respected elders and brothers, we find Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose us to be the last and final ummah on this earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose us, me and you, to be from among the ummah, the ummah of his beloved Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we find that there were many nations and ummahs that came before us. From the time of Adam alayhi salatu wa salam, all the prophets that came, Nuh alayhi salatu wa salam, Sheath alayhi salam, all the prophets that came, approximately 124,000 prophets that came according to the different riwayat, and the many nations and ummahs that came, they all went through different conditions, different halat. They all responded differently to the da'wah that was given to them. And we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His sheer love and sheer mercy for us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala documented all of this in detail for us, in order for us to learn from it. And where is that document, where is that guide, where is that manual, where is that message from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly to us? It is nothing other than the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of His love for us, documented and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recorded and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us or mentioned to us the stories of all the, of all the ummats of the past. From the time of Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, how Adam alayhi salatu wasalam committed a mistake in Jannah and he was sent out of Jannah. And thereafter, of course, we know his sons, Habil and Qabil, how the one son committed the first murder on earth and what happened to him. And thereafter, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam and throughout the millennia, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala documented regarding Yusuf alayhi salam, regarding Musa alayhi salam, all the prophets and their ummats, Yunus alayhi salam, and what they went through, what they did not go through, how they responded to the da'wah of the prophet, how many of them responded favorably, what they said to him, where they went wrong, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recorded all of this in the Qur'an. And it is for us, respected friends and elders, either we learn and we take the advice, or we learn from those lessons, and we learn from their pitfalls, we learn from their mistakes, and we change ourselves accordingly, or we completely forget about this message of the Qur'an, and we completely discard it as Muslims, who the message is for us as an ummah, we completely discard it. If we have to forget about this message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us, then we will be unsuccessful. But if we learn from this message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this guideline and this manual Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left us, then we find we'll be successful. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put the ingredients, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put the template in there for success. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's in, it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's message in the Quran was not storytelling, na'udhu billah. It was not so we can spend our time knowing what happened in the past, but it is to take lesson, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala over and over again says in the Quran, إِنَّمَا يَتَذَكَّرُ أُولُو الْأَلْبَابِ Only the people of intelligence will take lesson. فَاعْتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ Oh you people of insight, of intelligence, you need to take lesson from, you need to take ibrat and lesson from these things. So respected friends and elders, we find that when we hear about the, the history and we hear about the stories of the people of the past, then it allows us, or it gives, it makes us aware of the mistakes that they made, the faults that they had, the pitfalls that they were affected with, and it gives us the ability not to make the same mistakes, not to 
have the same pitfalls, not to get involved in the same things. And we find the miracle of the Quran is such that even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about matters and issues and ummas that came perhaps millennia ago or centuries ago, but the miracle of the Quran is that it always applies to us currently. We always find a solution to current and contemporary issues and problems and, problems and difficulties in the Quran. If you take for example now the current fitna that is happening, this LGBTQ homosexuality thing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about it 1400 years ago. Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about the, the qawm or the nation of Lut alayhi salatu wasalam, how they were involved, they were the first ones to initiate this evil and fitna of homosexuality. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks over and over again in the Quran about how Lut alayhi salatu wasalam tried to convince his people over and over again to stop what they were doing. He even offered his own daughters to them. According to some According to some Mufassirin, he mentioned, These are my daughters, you can make nikah with them, but stay away from this evil. According to some Mufassirin, it is said that he did not offer his own daughters, but he was saying that these are the daughters of the ummah, these are the, the females or the, the, the ladies and the girls of this ummah, make nikah with them, halal nikah, and fulfill your desires in a halal manner. But they completely refused. Lut alayhi salatu wasalam. And we know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed them Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says You are fulfilling your desires in a haram manner and you're leaving out the halal wives Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you and after we know what happened Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed them completely the punishment that they got and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rained down certain punishment on them so that was the that was the the, that was the, the result of their indulging in this haram. So in the same way we find whatever pitfalls, whatever mistakes, whatever difficulties the ummahs of the, of the past underwent, we find the solution in the Quran. And in the same way also respected friends and elders, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran mentioned certain, certain great, great personalities and historical figures who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because of their sheer obedience, their love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the strength of the, and high level of Iman, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saw it fit to mention their experiences also in the Quran. And one of the greatest personalities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to mention in the Quran, and perhaps the foremost personality was none other than Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. If we have to look at the life of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, it is really ajib how a human being could undergo such sacrifice only for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whether it was the sacrifice of his own life, the people took him for the sake of iman, for the sake of deen, they took him and threw him in the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the fire cool. Whether it was him sacrificing the relationship with his own father, according to some narrations, because his father was the one that was manufacturing the idols. Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was willing to break that relationship. Whether, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to leave his family in the barren land of Makkah at that time, then without... without any doubt or without hesitation, he was ready to do that. He went and left his family there. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when a slave fulfills his command, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not allow him to become destroyed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not allow him to go into destruction. But he was ready to sacrifice his own family. He left his family there, his wife and his small child, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him at a very advanced age. And he submitted completely to this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then of course we know... And we, we, uh, we hear, of course, the, 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 the most famous story regarding Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. 
where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to take the life of his own child, Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam. In a dream, he saw himself slaughtering the child of his three nights in a row. And we find that the dreams of the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam are nothing but revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's side. So he goes to his son, Ismail alayhi salatu wasalam, and we hear the story over and over again. But every time we hear it, and we realize, we realize the sacrifice behind it, then it should increase our iman. It should make us, if we have not taken lesson from it, all the time that we heard before, we should take a lesson from it now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded him to take the life of his own son. And he addresses his son and he says, when his son reached a certain age, when his son reached a certain age of running, then, then he approached his son and he said to his son, قَالَ يَا بُنِيَّ إِنِّي أَرَافِ الْمَنَامِ أَنِّي أَذْبَحُكَ فَانْظُرْ مَاذَا تَرَابِ I have seen myself in a dream slaughtering you. Imagine a father coming to his son and telling his son, you know what, I saw myself slaughtering you, what you feel about it? What the son will say, imagine a father coming to his child with that intention and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to slaughter you. What he will do, he will go and report the father or he will take out a restraining order or something like that. But the son of course understood that the father was the prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The dreams that he sees are revelation from the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah, and he, so what did he say to his father? Umar. Oh my beloved father, if this is the command of Allah, then you have to fulfill it. If this is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have to fulfill it. And this respected friends and elders is the important point that we have to understand. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَلَمَّا أَسْلَمَا وَتَلَّهُ لِلْجَبِينَ When they both submitted to this command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the word Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses aslama from the word Islam. The literal meaning of Islam, if you ask the ulama, one of the main meanings is to submit to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what it means to be Muslim. If a person calls himself Muslim and he is not prepared or he is not, does not have the firm resolution or intention to completely submit to every command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that person is not a complete Muslim. That person is not a complete mu'min. That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in previous, in other ayat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. When Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was given the task of building the Ka'batullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَعِيلِ when Ibrahim and his son Ismail now when they were putting up the foundation of the Kaaba, then what did he say? Even though he was given the task of building the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in complete humility without any pride, he said, Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta samiul alim. Allah accept this from us. Accept it from us. Innaka anta samiul alim. And thereafter he says, Rabbana waj'alna muslimaini laka wa min dhuriyatina. Oh Allah, make the boat of us submissive to you. Make the both of us complete Muslims to you. Rabbana waj'alna muslimaini laka wa min dhuriyatina and make from our progeny also ummatan muslimatan lak. An ummah that will be a Muslim ummah, that will be a submissive ummah to you. That is why we find in another ayat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ You should strive in a part of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how you're supposed to strive. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose you and he did not make deen very difficult for you. Ibrahim. This is the path of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Islam is the path of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gave you the name of Muslim. According to some Mufassireen, they, they say that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was the first one to use the title of Muslim. When he made the dua, oh Allah, 
make for me in our make for us in our progeny a Muslim ummah. So some ulama say that Ibrahim alayhi salatu was the one to first use the title of Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter used. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one that of course gave the name of Muslim, but perhaps on the tongue of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala thereafter, it, is, it says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that gave us the name of Muslim. So respected friends and elders, to be a Muslim is to submit completely to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam submitted to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of slaughtering his own son, and this is what we learn from the spirit of Qurbani. This whole spirit of Qurbani, of slaughtering an animal, is supposed to remind us about this mindset. It is supposed to remind us about the spirit that Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was willing to slaughter his own son for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are, when we take that animal to slaughter that animal, it should remind us of this, of the spirit. We should, as we are slaughtering that animal, we should make that firm resolution, intention, Oh Allah, I am a Muslim. I am a Muslim. I am supposed to sacrifice everything for you. Just as I am sacrificing this animal, I also, I also make a niyat and I am sacrificing my nafs, my carnal desires for you. I am sacrificing my will. I am sacrificing my pleasures for you, O oh Allah. That from now on I will be a complete Muslim. From, from now on I will try and submit to every command of yours. Whatever command applies to me at any given time, at every, at every juncture, me as a Muslim, I will submit to all these commands. Whatever prohibitions you have leveled against me, this is haram. I'm not supposed to indulge in this. I'm not supposed to look at this. I'm not supposed to listen to certain things. I'm not supposed to talk to certain people. I'm supposed to transact in a certain manner. I'm not supposed to take interest. I'm not supposed to indulge in gambling. I'm not supposed to indulge in intoxicants. I'm not supposed to indulge in zina. By me abstaining from all these things, I am fulfilling or I am submitting to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why in another ayat regarding Qurbani, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when a person slaughters that animal also, that animal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need that meat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need that blood of that animal. The taqwa, the consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is what will reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will look at that. So respected friends and elders, this is the lesson that we need to learn during these, these days. We know that currently we are in the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. And in the ayat I mentioned in the beginning, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on the first 10 nights of Dhul-Hijjah. وَالْفَجْرِ وَلَيَالٍ عَشْرٍ When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes an oath on something, He is emphasizing its greatness and its sacredness in His eyes. That is why there are different hadiths mentioned regarding the virtues of these ten day, first 10 days and nights of Dhul-Hijjah. Nabi Sallam has mentioned, مَا مِنْ أَيَّامٍ الْعَمَرُ الصَّالِحُ حَبُّ إِلَى اللَّهِ there are no other days in the year that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves good actions more than these first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. Let us try and make an effort to do some amal saliha during these first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah. In, in another hadith, the strength of which is, has, been, uh, has been spoken about, we find that ulama, or in a hadith it is mentioned, Nabi Sallallahu has mentioned that if a person has to fast one of these days during the first 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah, he'll get the reward of fasting an entire year. And if a person has to spend one of these nights in ibadah, then a person will get the reward of having spent Laylatul Qadr in ibadah, according to that riwayat. And we find, of course, the ninth of Dhul Hijjah, we find will be the day of Arafah. And for a person to fast on the day of Arafah, in a hadith it is mentioned, Su'ila Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an siyam yumi Arafah. Once Rasulullah was asked regarding fasting on the day of Arafah, what did he say? Yukaffiru sanat al wal baqiyah. It will, it will be a means of expiation of your sins of last year and the future year. 
minor sins. All the minor sins, all the sins that you forgot about, you might have committed. And we know all of us, we are full of sins. Every single one of us is full of gunas and sins. We commit sins that we know about, we commit sins that we don't know, even know about. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we keep that fast on, an, on, the, on the day of Arafah with the intention that Allah must forgive all our sins, major and minor sins, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will keep, forgive the sins of the past year and the future year. So respected friends and elders, let us, let us keep this in mind. Let us try and keep the spirit alive of Qurbani. We know the days of Qurbani are coming. These first 10 days of the Hijjah are there. Let us try and do some extra ibadat. And let us make that intention that we are from now on, especially during the days of Qurbani, let us keep the spirit alive that we want to be complete Muslims. We want to be kamil and complete Muslims. And as I mentioned in the beginning, this guideline or this manual that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us of the experiences of all the ummas that came before us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of His love, out of His mercy, He, is, he, has, given this, he has given this whole Quran to us for us to learn from, for us to take lesson from, for us to benefit from. If we as a Muslim ummah are not going to benefit from it, then who else is going to benefit? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq. Wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin.